Who is the first person you see in the morning? Because for me, it's my mom, and that's no BS. Hello, and welcome to my podcast, No BS by Brooke Stainer. Today, we'll be talking about the mother-daughter relationship and how that is ever-evolving with the brain development as we grow up. When I think of my mom, so many things come to my mind. I think of so many stories growing up. And then I think of the most important thing, brain development. It might sound crazy thinking about science first, but that's how my brain works. The first three years are so important in prioritizing the child for development. And my mom did that so well. There's these thing called oxytocin levels. I know, very sciencey. They create caring and empathetic children, and my mom did that better than ever. The adolescent ages are the most important, believe it or not. We can't remember them, but I'm sure our moms remember them very well. And on that topic, there's difference between a mother figure and a mother. A mother figure can be anything from a nanny or someone you spend a lot of your time with to an actual biological mother, and they all mean the same thing to us. If you think about it, your prefrontal cortex isn't actually fully developed until you're in your mid-twenties. So who's going to look out for you all those years when you're not even thinking straight? That's your mother or your mother figure. How could you even be yourself without someone in the first three years of life who's just helping you turn your mushy brain into actual knowledge? I'm kind of scared for this one, but what was the funniest story from the first three years of my life? Well, I'd love to dress Brooke, Katie, and Grace up alike or similar on Easter. They were all pretty and frilly, and I'd get them all ready. Of course, I was the last to get ready. So I got them ready, curled Brooke's hair, put on a dress, tights, shoes, cute little Mary Janes, sent her out to the front porch for her dad to watch over Brooke and her sisters. I came out. Two minutes later, I swear, Brooke had nothing on. No diaper, no dress, no shoes, no tights. And she was in a two-gallon bucket of water, (laughs) splashing around. Her hair, she'd gotten her wet hands and her hair was sticking up all over. All that time that I had spent preparing for this once-a-year picture opportunity, it was ruined. I know this podcast is all about mother-daughter relationships, but I'd also like to touch on boy relationships with their mothers. There's such a stereotype around the fact that boys are supposed to be strong and hide their emotions, but I just don't think that's true, especially in the first years of their lives. Mothers are as important or more important in guys' lives as they're growing up than in girls. Boys develop slower, as we know, and they just need as much care. In boys, stress-regulating brain circuitries mature more slowly. They have higher cortisol levels, which is a mobilizing hormone indicating stress. I know, super science-y again, but I just get it like that. How do you think having a child that was a boy would have affected your life differently? 
It's hard to know. I always imagined myself having both girls and boys. I wanted to experience both. But in the end, when I was blessed with three daughters, I felt like this was what was meant to be. From talking to my friends, I understand that maybe having a boy would mean that my life was quieter because boys don't talk as much or share as much about their day. They tend to clam up and disappear to the basement. And I think if I had a boy, my life would be dirtier. Talking on these cortisone levels, it moves me to my next topic, stress. No one knows you like your mom knows you. You spend so much time with that mother figure in your life that they know the ins and outs of your behavior. Stress affects your behavior more than anything, and that is why having a mother figure around is so important. Moms will be able to tell quicker than anyone what is going on in their teen's life. Stress in good amounts can be helpful in success and performance, but in excess can be detrimental to the mind-body connection of a person. Mothers need to learn and model stress management skills and listen to their teens' health, behavior, thoughts, or feelings. An important part within this can be sports. Activities help regulate the day-to-day -day life of a teen, but it can also throw stress over the edge. This happy medium is kept between a child and a mom throughout their day-to-day -day life. Having two sisters that went off to college, I started talking to my mom about her relationship with my sisters and how it's changed over the years. Through different stages of a life, there's different relationships at all points. And at this point, I'm in a different relationship with my mom than my sisters are with my mom. My mom has started to describe her relationship with my sisters as more of a friendship than just a mothership. She loves how they turned out and thinks of them as great adults. Hopefully my mom doesn't embarrass me too much, but what did my sisters teach you for parenting me last? They taught me very different things. Grace taught me to keep my eyes on her at all times because she was constantly into trouble. She climbed, she hid, she moved behind the couch before she was potty trained and took off her diaper. Katie, on the other hand, taught me that even when they're, they're quiet, you have to keep your eyes on them. She didn't speak until she was due. <laughs> I started to think about the importance of having a friendship with the people close to you. Although sometimes it can seem like parents are the superior to you, you have to think of them just as much of a friend as a superior. We all love each other in a family, and we know that just from the day we are born. But being able to be friends and love each other in situations like that is just as important, and that's why I love my mom. Thank you for listening to this podcast on mother and daughter relationships. As always, life is a balance. Stay medium.